3: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for
2: everyone.
0: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. One half of your hosting team, I'm in Vegas. The other half of our hosting team today is across America out there in Boston. is Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. How are you? Right as our show gets going, I'm here to our show. A
3: Woj Bomb gets dropped. Yeah. So DeAndre Ayton, we have to talk about this. He just signed the biggest offer sheet in NBA. Four years, 133 million. The Suns, uh, by the way, with the Indiana Pacers here, and the Suns now have 48 hours to match it or let him go. So, uh, big, uh, big news here out of the NBA. I'm also waiting, Pritch, Donovan Mitchell. You're hearing that, you know, with Danny Ainge taking over, kind of gutting that team, kind of taking a Celtics approach here, where you're, you know, the the, the trade that uh, you know obviously got away with. Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, you're kind of rebuilding that team. And now we're hearing, uh, is you know uh, is is uh, Mitchell going to get traded to the Knicks? We're hearing that as well. So a lot to get to today, Pritch. I'm a little nervous about Tiger to make the cut. He's stumbling out of the gate right now. Uh, and, of course, Pritch, remind me, never to better reverse run line against Shohei Otani again from last night. So how
1: you doing, my man? Happy Thursday. I'm doing great. I almost got on a plane and flew out to Boston because uh... – uh, I mean, I was on Lombardi line, and, and that, that was what something that we agreed upon. And I'm not mad at that at all, but that was a tough one uh, with the pentathlon and certainly going against uh, Shohei Itani the way he's been playing. But uh, the Woj bomb is significant here for a lot of reasons, Josh. Uh, restricted free agent uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, a guy who I, I think is going to be an incredible player as he keeps developing, right? Uh, but it's the largest offer sheet in NBA history here. Uh, And we know the dynamic in the NBA. I mean, a lot of guys are are going after bags if they can, uh, but the Pacers coming out and and making this known uh, from an offer sheet standpoint. Now, in my sport, when free agency first started in the National Football League, they used to throw out poison pills. I remember Tim Brown and the Denver Broncos threw out a poison pill, uh, meaning that, okay, we're going to throw out this incredible offer and make the Raiders match it and certainly handcuffed them from a salary cap standpoint, and they did that. Uh, They did that. They were either going to acquire Tim Brown uh, through a restricted free agency standpoint or a free agency standpoint, or they were going to handcuff that franchise. So you have the Pacers uh, doing this. you got 48 hours uh, for the Phoenix Suns. What do you think they do, Josh Applebaum? I mean, there's a lot of options out there. We know some uh, premium players are looking for trades, in particular this one, Kevin Durant, Uh, not happy out there with Brooklyn. Yeah, and that's what I'm wondering, Pritch.
3: Does this have any implications here for Kevin Durant? Who, by the way, his odds to actually return to the Nets have gotten better and better. This was, you know, when we first saw that he requested a trade, the two teams that we heard of that he that were on the top of his wish list were the Phoenix Suns and were the Miami Heat. Now we did see the Heat and the Suns both move off that news, but you're starting to see them kind of dip back a little bit. I just pulled up the odds here for the NBA title odds right now. Again, it's obviously really early right now, but the Suns are plus six fifty. They're plus three twenty-five to win the West. So I'm not sure how the Suns approach this. You know, they gave a ton of money. Uh, to Devin Booker here to re-sign him. Obviously, I think when it comes to these contracts, Pritch, it's how will, how far are you willing to go, and then also is your owner willing to go over the luxury tax? Because we've seen with the Golden State Warriors, they spent a lot of money on their team. Now they own their own building, that's a big part of being able to pay for all these uh, different players. But they can match the sheet if they're willing to pay the luxury tax. I think it's now up to the owner whether or not they want to pay that. I would just say in terms of the Indiana Pacers, Pritch, mm-hmm. I think it's a big move for them. Obviously, you're giving a ton of money here, huge move. And you know, Miles Turner was a guy that you know you thought was going to be your big man in the future. And now, obviously it's eight in my one thought here is I'm not going to run to the books and, you know, bet futures here with the Pacers, right. but I kind of like what they're building here with Tyrese Halliburton. And I'll just mention this to you as well, Pritch. And this is a team that I know you're high on Arizona in, in, uh, in March madness, mm-hmm. but Benedict Matherin, he's really done very well here in the, uh, the NBA uh, preseason in the summer league. So right now, I looked at his odds, plus 1,100. Matherin, Halliburton, now you're bringing in Ayton. I think you're starting to build a little bit of a core here with the Pacers. Yeah,
1: you really are. I mean, you think about DeAndre and his school history, too, uh, with the Arizona Wildcats program. But uh, I thought Chris Paul brought out the best of DeAndre Ayton though. Uh, the field general that he is, or the court general, if you will, for uh, Chris Paul, I thought he brought out the best in Aiton. I mean, he's, he kind of accelerated the growth of Aiton, and so I, I wonder how that dynamic carries over if, indeed, he lands out there in Indiana. I mean, he's a spectacular specimen – uh, he's, in terms of on the floor and what he can do, highly, a high percentage shooter. Uh, he's, he can't miss, really, around the, around the rim and uh, certainly around the paint as well there, Josh. But uh, it'll be incredible to see what he turns into uh, if, indeed, he leaves Chris Paul, though.
3: I agree. And again, you saw a lot of maturation, obviously with Aiden being a number one overall pick and really, you know, getting to his, his, his upper level here with the combination of Chris Paul, right? but also a lot of credit to Monty Williams, Pritch. You know, this was a mm-hmm. guy that we saw in the bubble. He kind of was a father figure. He really took Aiden under his wing, got the best out of Aiden. So obviously, you know, you want to go with the money, Pritch. If someone gives you four years, $133 million offer sheet, you're going to probably <laughs> yes, accept that are. thing. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to say no to that, but I would just say, you know, sometimes more money, more problems. I'm not going to go there, but you're not you no know, longer you're going to lean on Chris Paul you can't lean on Monty Williams you're going to go now uh, work with Rick Carlisle yep. or ca- will Carlisle be able to get the most out of Aiden Obviously, a lot of questions here, but if you're a Pacers fan, uh, again, Pritch, remember those, uh, you know, the Reggie Miller and the Chicago Bulls, all those great matchups back in the day, Rick Smiths. It's been hard oh, yeah. times here for the Pacers as of late. I bet you they're excited there in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Road.
1: Stay tuned to v because obviously the edge is coming up next after our program. They're going to be live at the Summer League and probably some more news and insights on this uh, trade offer. or oh, not trade offer. Excuse me. Contract offer. Uh, again, it's the largest a uh, restricted free agent uh, offer offer sheet in NBA history. So uh, this is uh, some news that we certainly wanted to bring to the audience right now. But again, follow-up uh, certainly is going to happen after this show with The Edge, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Matt Eumanns. So speaking of not starting well, uh, let's get to Tiger Woods here, Josh, because, I mean, making the cut, Uh, That's in doubt. I mean, he he seems lost out there on a course that is his favorite course to play on and a lot of momentum building up for Tiger uh, in the open. Uh, We'll get to the leaderboard in a minute, but just watching Tiger stumble around the course, I mean, that just doesn't look right. It really does not preach. So kind of a disappointing here combined with, you know, obviously our Otani play
3: uh, going against Otani <laughs> last night. Now we got Tiger struggling out of the gate. So uh, some, some kind of tough beats here as of late, but I think with Tiger it's disappointing just because of that familiarity and knowing this course. And, you know, we talked to Steven Hennessy uh, recently here, and he was kind of with us as well as Maddie humans on a lot of value here for Tiger to make the cut. Also, Pritch, we beat the closing line on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it opened like plus 115. I think we got minus 135. Mm -hmm. A lot of books got up to like minus 165. So there's a lot of money flowing in favor of Tiger to make that cut but it's really you know you got to get off to a good start i think when you start to dig a hole that's when you're up against it And i'm just looking at uh thank you to espn for giving me just the tiger recap i don't really care about the other guys even though i'm rooting for cam smith here is a a, a, um, a guy that we talked about yesterday yeah. but if you look at his start Pritch, you know double bogey on his first hole then he has a, another bogey on hole number two he's bogey double bogeyed a couple pars I think he had one birdie what is he plus six right now Tough start here. We're up against it, Pritch. I'm not going to dismiss Tiger entirely, but this is definitely not the start that we were looking for.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looks like my game, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm like, wait, wait, I can do that right there. I'm okay. But uh, we also talked to Stephen Hennessy about Rory, uh, and Rory, again, with a a nice start, can he keep it going uh, for all the rounds through the weekend too Uh, with six under start right there. Cameron Smith, you mentioned him, Cameron Young up at the top right there. Uh, Lee Westwood, uh, a guy that has been around for a a long time. Uh, You keep an eye on him, too. Victor Hovland is another name. Dustin Johnson, DJ up there, minus four, too. So uh, a nice start. I mean, I think the the conditions uh, were probably what were to be expected to start the Open. Uh, But certainly as we approach the weekend, that will change, Josh. And so, uh, I mean, for me, uh, I can reset some outrights if I want to. And that's the beauty about betting golf. Uh, Looking at the leaderboard, looking at how guys are competing right now and perhaps taking uh, some other shots uh, out there as you get into the weekend with the Open.
3: Yeah, so the first thing that jumps out to me, Pritch, Rory McIlroy. This was mm-hmm. the guy going into it who was the favorite. I think he was like plus 1,000 or 11 to 1, something like that. A lot of familiarity with the course. Obviously, he's been playing very well as of late. The fact that you see him in second place right now, a lot of those outrights for Rory are, are feeling good right now. Also, right. you know, different ways to target uh, different players. So if you have a top 10, top 20 with a smaller payout, you're feeling good with Rory as well. But I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to golf. And, uh, and no way am I you know Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon level when it comes to golf <laughs> betting, Pritch. But one thing that I I have learned is you know resetting it it's almost like a live line where you know after uh, each round you get the updated numbers and if you've been watching it paying attention you're starting to see maybe a guy who struggled early but starts to get really the mojo going there you can reset your numbers and start to hit some more outright so i think
1: that's one thing to keep an eye out for but
3: i guess the only good news Pritch, is i dabbled with cam smith and uh he's battling right now in third place right
1: right it's nice to have somebody up top of the leaderboard there uh close to the top of the leaderboard obviously there too so uh josh uh, nice job right there so uh, I have a private plane on standby because of the Otani uh, pick, <laughs> or going against him with the alt line. Uh, the pentathlon has not been kind for us. Let's update the pentathlon right now. A numbers game uh, leading the way: uh, three hundred fourteen dollars and ninety-one cents. How about that, Josh? So look ahead, and and it, here's the reason why we did it: the alt line. Because uh, even though we were two and one, uh, we had a nice bankroll situation. Uh, lower uh, right to up. Excuse me. Lower left to upper right. Uh, with our bankroll going up. We just weren't we weren't in the running for, to win this thing, though, right? We were in fifth place at the time. So updating uh, the leaders, the standings here, you got the numbers game, uh, the look ahead. Nice job by uh, Seidenberg right there. Greg Peterson, odds on, who was undefeated, uh, and now Rush Hour. Look at Rush Hour making a move right there with a nice play.
3: Yeah, so I'm proud of Danny Burke, my guy. And actually, I'm kicking myself because looking at yesterday, Pritch, you know, we were thinking about what, what our options were. And again, I, I'm not going to, you know, take too much blame here because I think there was some value in no, that no, number. No, 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 don't blame it all. One against Otani, <laughs> though, again, that's something questionable moving forward. And I would just say, with Otani here, he has now become the favorite to win the American League MVP. Plus 105 DraftKings, plus 110 BetMGM. yeah Pritch, it's unbelievable. The guy's got 19 homers. We knew he'd hit homers, but it's his pitching that's been incredible. Six innings, one run, 12 Ks. This guy sets new records we haven't seen in 100 years. I, this could be your last chance to get Otani at some plus money. He's overlapped judge, and I think the sky's the limit at this point.
1: Okay, we got a prop uh, that we're going to review a little bit later on the program, but I want to remind everybody it's time to get into Gym Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Uh, you're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 well josh we have the national football league starting their training camps next week we got college football the acc will break down championship odds it's coming up next I think Kobe and everybody they their prime, Kobe will
0: win a on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think
1: Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that,
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella.
1: Point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. T- I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's going to withdrawals about winning. Remember what I told
4: you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. Ain't <laughs>
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: The VSN Summer Special is here for only nineteen dollars to get everything VSN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you get VSN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, uh, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, uh, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of point spread, weekly use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only nineteen dollars to be a subscriber through july 31st sign up now at decent.com slash summer welcome back to the show it's Benning across america mike pritchard josh applebaum with you so josh i mean uh we're under a week away from training camp right national football league and then lo and behold college football is going to be right there too and they don't have a preseason they get right after it uh with their schedule i think the acc as we break down the championship odds Becomes very interesting. I think we have a chance as betters to make some money here, cash some money. I mean, you look at Clemson as the obvious favorite. I mean, Dabo, uh, the way that they've recruited, uh, the high profile athletes that they have. But I think when you have changes, and then also when you see the decline that I saw in Clemson last year. Uh, and particularly on on offense, there's some question marks there. So uh, you got some other schools, institutions, obviously making coaching changes, but recruiting very well. We'll get to all that information. But initially, as you look at the odds here for the ACC championship, uh, does a team stand out to you that you have your eye on?
3: So, I think you're totally right, Pritch. One thing that jumped out to me in terms of Clemson is that high powered offense with Trevor Lawrence that we were so accustomed to mm-hmm. for so many years really evaporated last year. They became more of a defensive team. And, you know, one thing that I look remember from last year is betting a lot of Clemson unders. They'd win a lot of these, you know, 23 17, 23 10 type games. So, are they going to kind of take that to the next level this year, or are you going to kind of try to get back to that high powered offense that you had before? So, in terms of, you know, what you're banking on, it's got to be DJ Ungalele. Right now, Pritch, if you look at his odds to win the highs, you know he's plus two thousand. This is a kid that, if you go back a couple of years, I mean, remember how much hype there was around Ungalele when he first came in, and sure. you know Trevor Lawrence. I think there was a COVID issue where he missed a game. He came in. Unglailey played fantastic. You know his rookie year there as a freshman, true freshman. What was he? You know five touchdowns. He had a quarterback. No no picks quarterback rating of like pl- of like 150 you go to last year though he took a really big step back his quarterback rating went down to 108 he had 9 picks and 10 interceptions pritch his completion percentage was just 55% so i think your perception of clemson and how far you think they can go is really based upon will ungulele be that quarterback that we thought he was when he first you know got into clemson here so i think that's a big question mark But also, if you just look at the odds, Pritch, you know, when I see these numbers where one team is a minus number to win a conference and everyone else is way beyond them, that speaks volumes to me. So I think there's actually value buying low on Clemson. It's kind of weird to say because you're laying a minus number. But Clemson's minus 140, the next best odds in the ACC, Miami plus 700, NC State. They're the only two other teams that are 10-1 to or better. Then you obviously have Pitt, you know, they lose Kenny Pickett, Wake, uh, Louisville, UNC, uh, lost Sam Howell as well. So I'm inclined to think that Clemson has minus 140, Pritch, with the Dabo coaching, uh, with maybe a chip on their shoulder from going from, you know, a national champion every year or in the conversation to taking a step back. I think you might get the best out of Clemson this year, and I think maybe you're buying low on Uncle after he kind of struggled in his, in his sophomore year
1: yeah you know i think as college betters those college football betters we might have a tendency to throw everybody in to the same boat that we throw um a saban and alabama in like they reload josh i mean uh seriously they reload with heisman trophy candidates though same thing with ohio state uh clemson w- when you lose a, a trevor lawrence uh, we can think that dj is going to be as great as Trevor Lawrence was as a freshman but then again that that guy was a a transcendent athlete a generational type of talent though I don't know if Clemson can reload that way Uh, Venables is now in OU at OU Uh, they're gonna have a new defensive coordinator I think they're gonna be loaded defensively but offensively on the offensive line I saw them get manhandled uh, when they played Georgia and Georgia went on to win the national championship so I think there's more to this, just DJ, and and certainly the higher profile athletes that they do, do recruit, but they do not reload at the same level or on the same level as Alabama. So as a better Josh, I I think people need to keep that in mind. And and to me, I, I think the ACC opens up a little bit. Uh, Chris Ball is recruiting very 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 well at Miami, uh, NC State. I think offensively has a chance to be pretty potent. Uh, Wake Forest and run and shoot, their version of the run and shoot anyway, also has a chance with, from a continuity standpoint uh, to be potent as well. So I- I'm inclined to think that the ACC might be open, more open than what the odds suggest here, Josh. So that's interesting,
3: Pritch. And again, to me, I think that opens your opportunities up to some of these plus money dogs that are a little bit lower down uh, in the rankings here. So one thing that jumped out to me, Pritch, obviously you have Clemson as the favorite, but then you have a couple teams bunched up. You talk about Cristobal, Miami plus 700 here. Uh, They're tied with uh, NC State and Pittsburgh is right behind them, 12 to one. But I think if you read between the lines, you know Miami, the U, they're always going to get that public sentiment. They got a cool helmet. They got a lot of great NFL alums, Pritch. It's almost like you know the Yankees or the Dodgers are these flashy teams that you know Miami. Miami. Oh, we right. think Miami being really great. Just bet them, you know, no, no matter what. But I think if you read between the lines, I'm more inclined to be looking at uh, NC State in this in this situation, Pritch, because they have the same odds uh, as Miami. But if you look at Miami's win total, it's eight and a half over minus 125, so little liability to winning nine games or more. But NC State is eight and a half over minus 150 to their win total here. So basically, you have to pay a higher price on NC State to go over their win total than you do with Miami. It seems to me NC State's kind of a sleeper here, Pritch. If you're looking for a team, and I'll defer to you, your take mm-hmm. on NC State. Uh, but Nine and three last year. Yep. They have the highest juiced overwind total aside from Clemson here. With Clemson sits at ten and a half. What do you think about NC State, Pritch? The numbers are telling me odds makers are probably a little bit high on them. this
1: yeah, year. Yeah, I mentioned NC State. I mean, they returned 17 starters, uh, Josh, of a 93 team. Uh, quarterback, Leary, 35 touchdowns, just five INTs is five uh Josh uh so uh, to me you know it's it's more of can those kids believe that they can be great at clemson i mean that that culture is, is established right uh, and i think dabo's done a great job of establishing that uh, mario's going to do that at miami and you mentioned the, the alumni i mean jason taylor eric reed uh, two hall of famers are on that staff uh from a personnel standpoint Uh, Basically, that's to help recruit, right? That's to help keep those kids uh, around Miami and around that university. So, yeah, the culture is changing, getting back to that U mystique if they can, uh, Josh. But uh, maybe not this year, but I do like NC State, to be honest with you, uh, plus 700 on this board right now.
3: Yeah, I think obviously that win total being juiced up speaks volumes here, Pritch. Mm-hmm. And again, Miami got to you know keep uh, keep these kids in, uh, under some tabs here because South Beach, there's a lot of uh, you know distractions down there, Pritch. So <laughs> you've always got to remember that as well. Uh, South Beach is a fun place to hang out at. Imagine going to college there if you're a young kid. But uh, a couple other ones I'll throw at you, Pritch. Just looking at these numbers, what kind of jumped out to me? Uh, Florida State, Florida State. A team that again, you know, under Bowden and was great for so long, went on some hard times here a little mm-hmm. bit. They go five and seven last year, but oddsmakers seem to be expecting a bounce back here from the Seminoles. Their win total is six and a half over minus one thirty. So can they go from five wins up to seven? Looks like there's some liability for that happening here. And then Georgia Tech, that's a team that went three and nine last year, really tough year, but their win total is three and a half over minus one twenty five. So those two teams, Georgia Tech. With a low total juiced over and Florida State a little bit higher, kind of in the middle, six and a half over. That caught my eye. And then also Pritch, if you have a thought on UNC, you know, losing Sam Howell, losing that that great quarterback, you're gonna have to retool here. Their win total is seven and a half, but really juiced up under, minus 125. So when you get those uh, kind of those big-name teams, and uh, I remember in high school, everyone wore that UNC hat when I was in in school. Pritch was like the coolest hat to wear. But the fact that it's juiced up under despite being a public team, that speaks volumes to me as well. So maybe UNC takes a step back after losing Sam Howell.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting back to Clemson, too, I mean, uh, when you have uh, a period of time, I mean, Deshaun Watson, my goodness, and then – uh, a lot of players at Clemson had, too, for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, the pressure is on DJ, too. And I know that they recruited another quarterback that could supplant DJ, if he doesn't get off to a hot start. I mean, expectations are going to be sky high. Defensively, Clemson has a chance, I think, with those odds right there. Offensively, I need to see them evolve a little bit more away from uh, what Trevor Lawrence uh, gave them Uh, and certainly uh, the confidence that they did have offensively. Dabo's calling those plays, too, but uh, I like the gimmicky offense for Wake Forest. Uh, That could upset some folks. Uh, We'll see if they can be consistent with it, though. But I'll stop at NC State, though, Josh. I mean, at plus 700... Uh, In the ACC, uh, that looks live to me. It really does. And I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to returning starters. Because, you know, this is something
3: that a lot of pro bettors look at. If you're going to bet win totals in college football, which, by the way, we're going to have our great uh, college football betting guide for VEASAN coming out at the end of this month. Really, one thing, and I know Bruce Marshall and a lot of these really good wise guys when it comes to college football, they really bank on returning uh quarterback, returning coach, you know, really continuity there, mm-hmm. not having to make adjustments with coaches, but it's all about returning starters. I think you and I did a show maybe last summer where there was some kind of rule like you want at least eight starters on both sides of the ball returning. And when you tell me 17 returning starters are coming to NC State, or you know, returning to NC State and you right. go nine and three last year, you're eight and a half juiced up over. NC State, to me, sounds like the team that, again, everyone focusing on Clemson, NC State could be the one that surprises you with a lot of continuity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My own experience uh, as a national champion, Josh, again, getting all those starters back and guys having an opportunity to go to the National Football League. But yet, no, we want to come back and win a national championship. That just feeds into the confidence. Uh, and I, I'm curious about I want to find some insight in NC State, though, to see uh, if, how high their confidence level is. If it's high, uh, I think that's a pretty solid bet out there in the ACC. Okay, coming up next, Josh, uh, I know it's Tom Brady, but we do have to preview the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and that division, the NFC South. Uh, we're going to start right there. Your guy, Tom Brady and the Bucs is coming up next.
0: America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting network.
1: Welcome back. This segment of Betting Across America is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change by offering smoke-free and sprit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen nicotine pouches at zen.com. That's z y n.com. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program is Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. We are presented by BetMGM, of course. And uh, Josh, we're going to get to the National Football League, the NFC South. We've done our preview of, of divisions, and uh, we've been waiting on this one a little bit, obviously. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It, they're coming off a 13-4 and season, talking about Tampa Bay. And, and Tom Brady is just incredible. I mean, how do you bet against the guy, right? But at some point, you're going to have to. I mean, it's inevitable. But I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't I don't even know if Tom Brady's going to retire after this year. I know this is the final year of his contract with Tampa. They've changed head coaches. Uh, and so there's still continuity because Bowles is still in the building, right? And uh, they just don't have B.A. no, no longer there. Um, Leftwich is calling plays. Uh, they still have a large contingent of players that has won a Super Bowl out there in Tem- Tampa as well. So, not a lot of turnover either with the best quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, 11 and is a win total. 110 either way. Uh, the yes to make the playoffs minus 600, right? Uh, the no plus 425, not even considering that. The NFC South, though, at minus 300 uh, becomes interesting to me with Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. What do you think?
3: I'm with you, Pritch. And again, the win total, 11 and the highest of any team this year. And so it kind of shows right off the bat the respect that the books have for Brady and kind of this program that they've built in such a short time remember the year they won the Super Bowl they go 11 and 5 last year even better year 13 and 4 obviously you know you lose that tough game where you had a you know a big deficit you almost came back and went against the Rams and then kind of a crazy offseason where Brady announces he's going to retire then immediately comes back now Gronk is saying that he's retired there's a lot of questions you know yeah and (laughs) I think you're right bridge because (laughs) they were asking him like you know what if Tom Brady calls you will you come back in December he said nope I'm Done. So, if you're going to bet uh, the bucks here, I don't think you're banking on Gronk to come back. It sounds to me like he is done. Again, we'll see how if that can change. Gronk, you know, could have a change of heart here, but I wouldn't expect him coming back. So, what's notable to me, Pritch? Again, you went 11 games, 13 games in the two two years with Brady, but at 11 and a half, one thing that I noticed. At DraftKings, the 11.5 and a half is actually juiced up under -120. Okay. Now, at BetMGM it's 11 and a half -110 both sides. So obviously if you like uh the under, you can get, you know, -110 juice. If you like the over, you can get plus 100. So I think there's options here based on your perception of this team. My one thing that I'm a little worried about, though, is the Bucs do have a tough schedule here. They have the fourth-hardest schedule of any team based on their opponent's results from last year. They're playing a schedule from last year where teams went 154 and 134. That's a 535 win percentage. You're going to lose Gronk here, obviously. And then Brady, again, I've learned to never bet against them. That's (laughs) kind of the one thing that you always know when it comes to Brady. But he's going on, what, 44, 45? I just think at some point you're right. I'm not going to go Max Kellerman falling off a cliff here because no, you know, obviously no. that ended up being totally wrong. But I just, I'm just i not going to run immediately to the window to bet the over 11.5. I think there are some concerns here uh, based on losing a player like Gronk. You had to retool a lot of your offensive line. Uh, Belichick did Brady a solid, you know, giving him, uh, who was it, Shaq Mason for like a fifth or a sixth round pick, something like that. Uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gage, you still have a good receiving core here. I like this team. I'm just not sure about the win total. If I'm gonna bet the Bucks, I know it's a big minus number, but I'm gonna approach those division odds right now, Pritch. Minus 300. I've actually bet it a little bit earlier in the summer. I think it was like minus 225. So it's obviously rising now as we speak. But to me, I'm a little more confident in them winning this division. Like maybe you go 11 and five. You know, maybe. And again, I think it's gonna come right down to you know that one game whether you're over or under 11 and a half. Push that to the side. To me, the angle here is win that division. You're in a division, obviously with the Falcons. Uh, you know, obviously with um, you know the, the Carolina Panthers, the Saints. There's question marks about them. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one division with the biggest gap between the best team and all the other teams. So again, I, I'm always rooting for Brady. You know, he was my all-time favorite player. Pritch gave me a lot of great memories growing up here but I'm not going to run to the window to bet over 11 and a half, but okay. I am, and I already have, bet them to win that division minus 300.
1: Yeah, there's a little Tom Brady jersey right there from your uh, uh, insight right there. You, you have that jersey on underneath the suit right now, don't you? Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, always. I mean, I, I, the guy is remarkable. He really is. Uh, 5,300 yards last year, Josh. 43 touchdown passes, uh, 12 INTs. Now, the, the thing about this offense, I know Leftwich is calling it but this is Brady's offense, you know, when you think about how he's operating. And you go back to New England when he could always retool or reload with anybody out there on the field, and they would go and win a Super Bowl, uh, whether it was Edelman, whether not Welker, <laughs> whether it was Gronk, uh, or, or anybody. Just throw receivers out there, and, and they were able to move the ball and be significant that way offensively. Uh, that's probably going to be the case again, but I don't, I don't know to what level – uh, without Gronk, I mean, Gronk was his blanket. I know Cameron Brate is out there, too, and he's he's pretty decent, but he's not a Hall of Fame uh, tight end like Gronk is. And uh, that comfort for a quarterback, and Tom Brady will figure it out. He will. He always does. Uh, but I, I wonder when that regression does happen, right? To what level, too. Uh, it's not going to be Peyton Manning, his final year, as he uh, was not the same quarterback at all, not even close. I mean, Tom Brady's healthy, Uh, In fact, he won a Super Bowl with a a, a torn ligament. Uh, So that's how incredible this player is. But I do want to go to the defense side of the ball because I think that's where Tampa Bay is going to be different. Um, You you know, when you have Shaq Barrett, JPP, and those type of guys coming off the edge, as well as the 3-4 concept that you had, uh, Devin White was incredible too. Now you're up in age a little bit with that defensive front And we saw what injuries did to that defense last year. Again, 13 wins, four losses, though, on the season uh, when you had so many moving parts with that defense. And to me, that kind of exposed them uh, a little bit, Josh. Now, people couldn't take advantage of it because Brady on the other side. But I wonder, after you look at it that way, uh, when you incorporate injuries that's going to happen throughout the year, uh, is this a deep enough roster, you know, 1 through 53, to kind of sustain what Brady has established there uh, in that culture with Tampa Bay.
3: I think that's the million-dollar question here, Pritch. And you did see them, you know, give Vita Vea a big deal here. He's Mm -hmm. really the anchor of your defense. You brought in Akeem Hicks, who you know had a cup of coffee with the Patriots at one point. When he's healthy, he's really good too. He played for the Bears recently. Uh, But I'm I'm with you. You know, this is a team that when you had JPP, I think he's unsigned now. I'm looking at their depth chart right now. I'm not sure if he's still a free agent or where he's going. But uh, this is a team that again, you're going to take on kind of the the mantra of Brady, and we cannot dismiss the motivating factor of Brady having him in your huddle. It's that kind of that you know analytics can't quite put their finger on it but you know seeing a leader and getting this team motivated that's why I think you always got to give the you know the bucks the respect because they have Brady at the helm mm-hmm. and we just talked a second ago Pritch you know minus 300 it's a big minus number especially on a futures bet you got to have the liquidity to withstand you know putting that aside for you know six months or more but I think if you're looking at another way to approach it and again I'm just a little hesitant with the over 11 half win total but I think also looking at to win the NFC to win the NFC right now they're plus 325 right. that's the best odds of any team you know if you look at the teams close to them it's the Rams plus 500 Packers plus 550 uh, you look at the 49ers they're plus 650 I think that That could be the angle, especially with such an exodus of all these great players leaving the NFC, going to the AFC. Now, who, if they were to, you know, I know we're really getting crazy here, but if they were to make the Super Bowl again, you're maybe have to uh, go up against the Buffalo Bills. They're the best uh, odds right now to win the Super Bowl at plus 600. And in terms of Brady, some of these numbers kind of jumped out to me, Pritch. I was just looking at some of his props uh, going into this year. Remember last year, statistically, one of his best years ever, aside from the 07 year. But he threw for 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. His over/under for touchdowns is just 35 and a half right mm-hmm. now, so they're expecting a bit of a regression here from Brady. Maybe losing Gronk in the red zone, interceptions 12 and a half, right at, at where he was last year. But what jumped out to me is his passing yards. He leads the league last year, 5,300. His over/under at DraftKings is 4,650 right. and a half. How do we not take that over, Preach going well, over that number? But I'm worried. It's fishy. Is it
1: low for a reason? Well, look at the schedule one more time. I mean, really, look. I, you probably have. Um, but <laughs> if you look at the schedule one more time, and, and again, I mean, the odds are there now and, and their futures. So uh, here, here's, I guess, my strategy for it. Uh, because you're talking about a team that could – I mean, when you're talking about Brady, you're talking about division, conference, and then, uh, and then Super Bowl, right? Uh, the Super Bowl odds plus 750. The conference odds plus 325, like you mentioned – They start the season with the Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs. I mean, those odds can change depending on how Tampa Bay goes through uh, those first four games right there, Josh. And I mean, you might be able to get some better odds there for those situations, whether it's the conference or the Super Bowl. And and the bet would be uh, that Bowles and Brady would figure it out along the way. I think it's a great point, Pritch, because again, they're, you know, we're looking at their
3: odds right now, but if they stumble out of the gate, uh, with they some will really, really tough <laughs> games again. They probably will. You're right here. They're only a two point favorite at the Cowboys Sunday night football. That, that first uh, Sunday night game. So that yeah. speaks volumes. I mean, they could easily lose that one, but to your point, you lose a couple. Maybe you go two and two. Maybe you go one and three. You're going to be able to buy low and get a right. much better number there on Tampa Bay. So great great uh, note by you, per
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to stumble. <laughs> I mean, uh, if they go 4-0 and right there, my goodness. Then, yeah, plus 750 to win the Super Bowl, that's going to be a foregone conclusion, I think. Uh, but I, I don't see 4-0 and right there, even with Tom Brady. I, I just think uh, Bowles is going to have to become a head coach again and understand the dynamic of being a head coach and calling plays defensively. So some things to work through. Uh, Great job, right there, Josh. So we got to get you some best bets coming up in the final segment right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSense, Sports Betting Network.
1: Betting Jim welcomes you with a special offer on the Open Championship and the United Kingdom. Just place a $10 money line wager on any golfer to win. If any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Download the app or go to betomgym.com. Once again, it's bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any golfer makes a birdie during the Open Uh, out there in the United Kingdom. Uh, Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Uh, Must be at least 21 years old to wager. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And speaking of the open, Josh, I mean, I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I finally got down to uh, uh, tied for 146. Tiger Woods with a plus six uh, on his day. He's got some work uh, to do coming up tomorrow. He's definitely
3: got some work to do, Prince. He was tied for 147th when he started the show, <laughs> yeah. so maybe he's improved a little bit here. But it's never good when you have to scroll, scroll, scroll to find someone's name oh, on the yeah. leaderboard. So hoping for a miracle tomorrow, and maybe Tiger uh, turns his things around. And maybe we get a nice backdoor, uh, make the cut. Wouldn't that be nice, Prince? Well,
1: I mean, I, I had to take a second look at this, and that is David Duvall, <laughs> by the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, that one uh, at plus 10. And Tiger is just four shots in front of him. Uh, So, uh, a lot of work to do right there. I like the leaderboard. Uh, You have uh, a player uh, on your card that's on the leaderboard here. uh, Cameron Smith, uh, nice showing. A minus five on the day. Yeah, rooting for Cam
3: Smith. And what I like to do, Pritch, is you know, I go to OWGR, the World Golf Ranking. I'll look at, okay, who's playing great, who's playing well, you know, recently. I think that's one thing about that website that I really like, because it's not just, you know, how good are you this year, but they really put a lot of stock into recent tournaments and recent performance. So to me, if you can kind of get a guy at the top of the list and, you know, some experts like Matty Humans and Steven Hennessy back you up on a play like that, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I look toward it. But Rich, watch. He'll win the thing, uh, the whole thing, and I just took him to go in the top 10, so of course I'll probably regret that at the end of the, end, end, end of the tournament
1: there. That's all right. You're a grinder, though. You can appreciate that, right? I mean, uh, you'll hit an outright. I have, I have two outrights, by the way. I can't believe that. In my brief time <laughs> betting uh, here at VEASAN, I have two outrights. Thanks to long a shots. boy. I know. Thanks to long shots and all the experts that we do have here at the network, VEASAN.com for sure. You can get all the information if you want right there. But uh, Josh... Uh, we have to get to our pentathlon play. Uh, it's a prop. Uh, I was looking at Altuve uh, from a player prop standpoint, total bases, uh, just because, you know, the Angels are the Angels and then Altuve. I mean, a good matchup right there, I think, for that lineup. But then you came uh, stronger with a, a, a prop, I thought, uh, Josh, uh, that I want to back with you here. Uh, and that's uh Valdez here, over six and a half Ks. Uh, plus money situation, uh, plus 100, and you were able to find that DraftKings.
3: Yeah, so I like your Altuve over one and a half bases, Pritch, you know, plus 105. Again, going up against Reed Detmers, a lefty who had that no-no, but's really struggled ever since. You know, credit to Josh Towers talking about once you throw a no-no, everyone says you're great, and then you kind of get a little bit too big for your britches right. and maybe come back down to earth. But Altuve rakes against lefties, that makes a ton of sense. I just really like the Framber Valdez over six and a half strikeouts tonight, Pritch. So uh, I'm thank you for, you know, allowing me, indulging me to hopefully <laughs> make up from last night's play going up against Otani, which I'll never... You can put that up there with Jabari Smith, my, my big losers there (laughs) that struggled in the draft but what I like about this one with Framber Valdez it's six and a half, it's over plus 100. So again, I don't think we can really you know, mathematically catch the leaders in the pentathlon. We can finish a little bit in the green here. So that's mm-hmm. our goal. So we're getting even money, but it's really two things. Number one, Valdez in his recent performance. He's gone seven or more strikeouts in three of his last five starts. And if you actually go back to uh, July 3rd, day before 4th of July, he pitched against the Angels. He went six innings, struck out 13 Angels. And by the way, if you look at the Angels in terms of their strikeout percentage, they lead the league, the entire MLB, not just the AL, in strikeout strikeouts from the uh with their hitters striking out not their pitchers striking out but their hitters their hitters have struck out 870 times this year that's by far the most of any team the second closest team for for strikeouts from their hitters are the Braves 841 so we have the biggest strikeout team going up against Valdez who's gone over this number 3 of his last 5 Andy had 13 strikeouts against the Angels just about a week ago that's uh, to me, Pritch. That sounds like a worthwhile shot here. So, looking at Valdez, we need seven Ks or more at even money from DraftKings.
1: No, I do like it. Uh, I really do. I mean, I like the matchup to begin with, too. And then, you, I mean, you look at the lineup, uh, um, expected lineup. Looking at Otani uh, leading the way, no Trout, uh, and, and you know the Angels have been inconsistent that way. That's that's one of their issues. I mean, when Otani's on the bump, I mean they turn into a different team. Uh, so I do like that prop right there. Uh, to be honest with you, Josh. So uh, we're out of the running, I, I believe. I mean, the numbers game is doing a fantastic job. Uh, the look ahead doing another outstanding job too. Greg Peterson right there too. All, these are all three and one teams, but uh, they're different because of how they place their bets, and, and and that's really I think the big reveal here for me anyway. Participating in the pentathlon is uh, we were right there two to one, but we perhaps could have been three and one. But we were nowhere near the top with the numbers game and how they structured their bets to get that sizable advantage from a profit standpoint. But I, I, we are profitable. I love the fact that we are lower mm-hmm. left to upper right, though.
3: You're exactly right, Pritch, and I think it's also game theory, like how you approach these contests. Obviously, this is for front. This is just for fun. You know, there's bragging rights on the line. There's no million-dollar payout at, payout at the end. But I think it speaks to if you're going to be in contests, how you approach them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to win all your bets, but if you're winning all your bets that are minus 150, minus 200, and someone else is winning all their bets at you know even money or you know Scott uh, Seidenberg, an right. epic hit. will keep giving him the credit he deserves because I thought that was one of the biggest wise guy plays I've seen in mm-hmm. forever. Going Mets reverse run line at like plus 200 yesterday, but it really speaks to how you approach these contests, and again, you can have both teams or both different you know, groups go 3-0, and but if one team's laying minus numbers, the other team's getting plus money, you really can't catch up despite winning the same amount of games. Uh, Pritch, I just want to throw one thing at you before we get to the rest of our games today. Uh-huh. Kansas City and Toronto. There's something really interesting going on for this game today. Uh, there's a lot of news here, but Kansas City Royals, they have 10 unvaccinated players who will not be able to travel to Toronto today. Uh, you also have a bunch of pitchers, they're going to be pretty much a skeleton squad today. And a lot of betters are tweeting me this right now. Like, why can't I bet on this game? Because Kansas City, they haven't even announced their pitcher for this game. So I don't even know if they know who's going to pitch in this game. Pritch. This is just one of those crazy things where it's just very uncommon. You don't see it happen very much but some books are hanging a number -360, you know this would be, you know, listed pitcher based on just the Blue Jays. You could go action here, mm-hmm. but I think if you're looking at, you know, betting against a team that is minus, you know, 10 of their starters here including Andrew Benintendi, who again could be traded at the deadline is having a career year. This is one of those really really intriguing matchups where, you know, will anyone have the the stones to grab Royals at a plus 300 and shock the world? I don't think so. I'd even look at Jays, minus 1.5, minus 190. And again, we've talked about you know different kind of run lines, an ultimate or an alternate reverse run line. How about a minus 2.5 Jays if they really roll against this A team today?
1: Yeah, how about that right there? I mean, I know I'm looking at alt lines up and down. I did that all morning because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how are these guys finding these lines, man? And, uh, you yeah, got to search for them. Well, yeah. I know, I know that, and that's the beauty of, of betting, and that's the fun part of it too. I mean, I, I think uh, of note – uh, with, with my pocketbook, maybe your pocketbook too, uh, we will not bet against Otani. Now, for a contest and trying to get up to to the lead or uh, capture the lead, uh, that made sense uh, to do that uh, yesterday with the pentathlon. But a credit to uh, all those shows in the running right there to win the thing. Uh, the Market Insights podcast you can catch each and every day. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to all of our plays, Josh. Some highlights, though, uh, that you want to get to here on the program as we close out. Yeah,
3: so let's stick with this Houston game real quick, Pritch. I'm going to die on the hill of the Astros once again tonight. Give me the Astros right. in this one. Ramber Valdez has been great, as we mentioned. We're hoping for 7Ks or more. But 8-4, 2.64 ERA, facing Detmers, mm. 2-3, and 4.22. But again, after that no-hitter, he's really been getting knocked around. Number one line movement, Astros open around minus 150. They're up to minus 170. I see some shops even inching higher, like minus 175. We do know these road favorites have been really good this year, around 61%. Astros against a lefty. They're 18-9 and nine against lefties. They've really mashed against southpaws here. If you also look at a road favorite who made the playoffs, the opponent did not. Those teams are 152 and 83, 65%, a 7% ROI overall. So Astros let me down yesterday, Pritch, but we do have a good move in favor of Valdez. Also a correlative betting favorite low total here. Total's eight, and some books are even a little bit juiced up to the under. So uh, I got double dip here, Pritch. Give me the over Valdez K's and give me the Astros to win this thing tonight.
1: Braves Nationals, any chance for a letdown the Braves with that brilliant uh, series that they just had against the Mets?
3: It's possible, Pritch. As Kevin Garnett would say, anything's possible (laughs) here, Pritch. But uh, with this one, it's a tough one because if you look at the pitching matchup, Anibal Sanchez is pitching for Washington yeah. today. He hasn't pitched in, in the majors, in the bigs, since 2020, since the COVID year. So he's been off for quite a bit. Meanwhile, Kyle Wright, who's pitching 10-4, and 2.97 ERA. Atlanta 7-1, their last eight starts with Wright. They're 7-2 and headed against the Nats. I actually like the Braves here, possibly as a run line play. And WNBA, Pritch, you know we got to squeeze this in real quick. Give me the Sky. Steam move to the over. Sky over 168. And the Mystics, a lot of steam in their direction as well. I money-lined the Mystics around minus 190.
1: All right. I'm going to have my eye again, throws uh and the Angels right there. Uh, let's go pre- player prop. Uh, Valdez, looking forward to that matchup again. Great job, Josh. We'll see you back here tomorrow. You too, Preach. Have a great night. Hey, you too. Good luck uh, for all your plays out there. Good luck to everybody out there. Okay, stay tuned for the Edge. Uh, big news coming out of the NBA uh, with that offer towards DeAndre Eight. And I'm sure the guy's going to have uh, more follow up on that. It's coming up next. <music>
4: plus.